0: you You get a feel for it and you're enjoying it and all that stuff, and you don't want to kill your brother at the end no no, no, I love uh, end of the discussion I love this
1: kind of stuff. I love the discussions because I'm in a mind frame now of of I just want to know both sides. So I want to know all the sides you know it's 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 when it comes to half this stuff, I'm not even near a, an answer. I'm more of just at the beginning of the journey of looking for for the truth, you know perfect.
0: Sometimes our imaginations are captured by the possibility of alternative explanations. Join me as we explore the historical events and public state of mind that influenced the appeal and popularity of the most enduring alternative theories out there. I'm Ryan Nelson, and welcome to Conspiracy Theoryology. Howdy, Theoreologists! This week I have a bonus episode for you to enjoy. A heavily abridged version of the conversation I had with my guest host, Mike Nelson, over on Patreon. Mike and I explored the Mandela Effect as a follow-up to the Food Pyramid episode which only briefly touched on the topic. Mike brought a fresh perspective and really some great research, and we had a great time The entire discussion was about an hour and a half long, so I pulled about 30 minutes to highlight and give you a feel for what's available over at the Patreon page. Mike, as you will learn, is my brother. And, as you will quickly hear, the smarter one. So, I hope you enjoy. Howdy, Theorologists. Welcome to Expanded Theoriology, a Patreon exclusive podcast feed that explores the conspiracy theories and alternative beliefs that fascinate the public imagination. On this episode, we are discussing the Mandela Effect. This is an extension of the conversation that came uh, up during the food pyramid uh, discussion over on the on on the uh, free show, and um, you know the surprise of the Mandela effect being really a, a key aspect of the food pyramid, more interesting than any of the background and the politics and the history of the pyramid itself was the fact that so many people uh, really believed that they had seen that for years and years since childhood. Um, and, and when it was only released in, in 1992, uh, if you haven't, if you haven't heard that or, or, you need a refresher. Go back and jump over to uh, uh, conspiracy theoryology. Listen to the food pyramid show uh, episode. But for this discussion, I have brought in a special guest. Yes, the one and only Michael Nelson. Hello there. Uh, yes, my brother. In fact, uh, he was the one that jumped forward and said, "Oh man, we need to talk about Absolutely. this." Absolutely. Uh, uh, so. So I said, "Yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, I didn't dive into the Mandela effect, so let's do this and uh, let's in, let's enjoy a bit more discussion. And it's an excuse to get uh, to get on the computer and, and let us just just go back and forth like we typically do anyway. Uh, so, you know, let's without further ado, let's jump into this and uh, see what we can learn. Hey, Mike, how I'm you doing? I'm doing
1: good. Hello, thank you. <laughs> um,
0: uh, wonderful." Wonderful.
1: Uh, Uh, Like you said, when you brought up the Mandela effect uh, briefly, uh, I just, I jumped off the bed Uh, because out of all the things that I like to listen to podcasts about or read about, uh, they always came back to the Mandela effect. It somehow always came back to it. And to me, what was more intriguing was why, why did ever, why did the Mandela effect uh, take place and and how could everything always come back to, it's the same thing. Uh, We believe one thing. Someone says another thing and who's right, uh, which is yeah. which is why I started yeah. reading up on it. And and I wanted to see, is it only a recent thing? Is it something uh, that started now or long ago? Um, as it turned out, I found out that um, Fiona Broom was a lady back in, in uh, the 90s that kind of made a name for herself uh, doing uh, out there things, uh, paranormal, psychic, stuff like that. And uh, she uh, was watching TV one day uh, and saw Nelson Mandela on the TV. And she went, no, it's it's not possible. He died in prison. And so she called up her friend uh, and and said, hey, you know, do you remember this? And uh, yeah, no, he died in prison. She actually went to some seminars of just other stuff, her daily routine. And she started asking people, who here remembers anything about Nelson Mandela? And she talks specifically about how she didn't lead people. She would just say, what do you know about Nelson Mandela? And a whole bunch of people remembered the same thing. He died in prison in the 80s. Uh, And we all know he didn't. He came out and and I think lived till 2013 uh, uh, long afterwards. So it was a real shocker to her. And it all got started.
0: But I mean, you know, but isn't that the key? I mean, that's the whole point is that. It We all know he didn't, but do we really know
1: that, right? Right, I mean, that's the whole – and whether or not you believe in the Mandela effect is, is a completely different subject than how did it spread. Um, because I've looked at both things and I think I know how it spread. I still have no idea if it's true or not, although I have some suspicions. Uh which is one of those exception things that there's an exception to every rule. And I've, I come up with all these explanations to these Mandela effects, but then there'll be one that I'm just like, well, dang it. That just messes up everything. Cause there's no explanation. And if one thing can be false, everything can be false. Um, she did a website. She asked people, Hey, send in other examples. And everyone started to to send in examples, fruit loops, the uh, Looney tunes, all the different way things are spelled, um, if you've done any research, the Star Wars uh, you know what's the famous line that Vader says uh do you remember it
0: right, right, it, yes, yes, and I know this one, you know Luke, I am your father and and that that's, that's apparently it's wrong.
1: wrong no, I am your father yeah. the the but to to sum up the the two major ones, the Mandela effect. Uh, Nelson Mandela's death and Sinbad. That was the second one we've all heard of and it really was the thing that catapulted even more than Mandela's death. Everyone remembered uh, what was it? Shazam. Um, and so that's what solidified this must be true. Something must have happened because forget Nelson Mandela we all remember Sinbad and Shazam. And uh, yeah. and I have to say I remember Sinbad dressed up as a genie. Um, so I searched because I was like, I'll be damned if I'm crazy. Uh, and I figured it out uh, <laughs> around uh, a long time ago. He was the host uh, on a on a late night TV station of Sinbad marath- uh TV show marathons of movie marathons. And he dressed throughout the, the commercial breaks as Sinbad. And so you saw him okay. in poofy pants, loopy earring and that mixed with the suggestion that he made the movie and you had an explosion. And so I researched that and that's where I figured it out. And that's where I told you collective effervescence. Uh,
0: okay. Okay. Yeah. In fact, you threw that and I have not heard that term. Um,
1: there's a reason. Which is fascinating. There's a reason.
0: And, and you know, it, it. It. but, and I, I want to dive into that. Um, but, you know, really to drive it home, I want to get some of these examples okay. out. Okay. Um, and actually, I'm going to do a little plug here because it's pretty awesome. After the after the Food Pyramid uh, episode, a uh, a co-podcaster uh, named Moxie over at the Your Brain on Facts podcast, she actually, I some- subscribed to her Patreon channel, and she did a little mini episode about the Mandela Effect and examples on There's Patreon so because many. she heard it. And there are so many, and she did great, right? So she pulled up the one, like the the obviously the Fruit Loops versus the Fruit Loops, and the and the misspelling there. A lot of this amounts to. It seems like it amounts to uh, visual, right? I, there's not, there doesn't seem to be. Well, you know what? I take that back. There seems to be visual and auditory examples. So things like the Berenstein Bears and Fruit Loops very much a visual visual memory uh uh glitch right issue that's there but you're you you mentioned the star wars podcast or the star wars example with uh luke i'm your father versus no i am your father were there any other audio ones that you came across that i'm not thinking of Uh,
1: i don't think there's too many audio ones i've i've gotten a couple that are in print actually that some people uh are kind, okay. kind of shocked about because it's one of those, if it's in print, it, you you wouldn't think it would change at all. Mirror Mirror is an audio one. We all hear, uh, we remember Mirror Mirror on the wall, but that's not it at all. It's Magic Mirror on the wall. That's one if you do some research on, you can find that um, actually in the original book and storytellings, it's Mirror Mirror on the wall. Disney changes it to Magic Mirror on the wall. But, you know, those little knockoff movies, we can always buy $5 bin movies where it's the same Disney story, but it's the uh, more more true version, the Hans Christian version, right? (laughs) right. Um, Those, if you look at them, and they have them all, Three Pigs, uh, Snow White, Cinderella, it is magic mirror in that one, in the original German telling. It's magic mirror on the wall. So, uh, or it's mirror, mirror on the wall in the original German telling. So people get confused. We watch our Disney one. In the theater, and then on TBS late at night, we see the the you know generic version one that has the more accurate description. And there's the split. What do you remember? Uh, okay. And no matter what you're asked, you're going to have a, a correct memory because you watched both versions. Uh, right. And whichever person you ask that saw that is just going to agree with you, and they're going to they're okay. going to turn around to the next person and go, No, 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 we're right because we saw this. If they just happened to see the other one.
0: I mean, okay. So let's. Do, so we've talked about. That. I mean, any of these scenarios, right? Where you could actually basically have these multiple memories, um, or differing memories, because in effect, you formed, you had a different experience for the exact same thing than someone else. Right there, it, it, right at that immediate moment, you've got a different memory that's formed because you have, a, you have had a different experience of reality than they had. With the exact same in within the exact same physical reality, yes, right that's that's effectively what we're talking about now, but let's let's pull this back around and 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 say, okay, well, now that we're thinking of that, because we are talking about these experiences, well how can then that still go back into that collective effervescence where we're not talking about a false memory, we're actually talking about multiple uh multiple real memories but but how does it pick up what what becomes what becomes the mainstream memory
1: okay well um and that depends on the group the collective effervescence um was a, a uh, an idea by um and i i'm going to hope i say his name right emile durkheim uh or emily i guess whatever he wanted to be called uh and he really only ever used this term to describe religions and religious groups but in his mind um It was a sociological concept that basically said people will come together in groups and simultaneously communicate the same thing and the same thought, basically, uh, and actually start participating in the same actions. Not because of any planned event, but because we're actually designed that way as human beings. Um, And that gets into our biology and things like that. Uh, It's the collective effervescence. uh, Think about evangelicals. You know, when, how do, how do they get all hyped up in church? Okay. Now one group of evangelicals in one tent somewhere is groupthink. All right. But a Bible belt of people thinking the same way. All right. Getting built up and this collective fervor. All right. That's collective effervescence. Uh, It's actually, I think could be applied to a lot more things than just religion. He really used it just for religion at the time because he believed that that religion itself uh, was a sociological construct. Uh, he he looked at aborigines and said, "Look, these guys, we can actually see how they built their religion. They came together to, go to the party first, to share food, to just see each other after long periods of time, and afterwards they started feeling grateful and thanking each other, and then you know eventually it was thanking the gods, and then these groups parties then became religious gatherings." And the more and more people came, the more people thought this must be real. This must be right. I feel this must be right. And so they go and spread the word, right? And if you're a good talker and you tell someone, oh, this makes you feel great. And da other then they want to feel that great, too. So they they want to believe uh, if you apply this to a lot of conspiracy theories, including the Mandela effect, you, you start to see how the modern times really does help collective effervescence spread. Uh, One person will say Fiona Broom said she believed one thing, okay? Just one thing, which was Nelson Mandela died in the 80s, all right? Uh, She could have been, you know, read a a wrong article for all we know or anything, but she put a website up and then other people said they agreed with her and then other people on top of that said we agree with them and then they started adding different events and those people said, oh my gosh, we're on to something cool here. We're discovering something together as a group. And they spread it. And now you have people that maybe are socially ostracized joining the group. Then you have people that just want to question authority joining your group. And they're all right. So then they spread it out. Hey, we're right. Come look at all our proof. Come read our stuff. And that is that is collective effervescence. It's that buildup of, of a thought or idea that everyone starts to have. And it spreads. We actually see it. In history, all the way back to to biblical times, and it explains a lot of of things in in my opinion that we have have not answered in the past. We see patterns throughout history that repeat and and these are patterns that aren 't in just people they 're in nature um, can 't speak for the Mandela effect until we can talk to dolphins or something if they remember you know things differently <laughs> but for as for I mean you can, <laughs> as for collective effervescence you, I can prove it exists other than the human world I can prove it it yeah, in, I, I, it, it it exists in insect worlds and collective Yes, really? and in plant world uh collective effervescence exists whenever you see um plants that get attacked uh and uh, there's a there's a trees that will send out uh basically screams Uh, and it's a pheromone that lets them know that there's a fungus that has attacked this tree's roots. All the other trees start producing, uh, this poison that seeps out of their roots. It's an oil, It's oil, and it kills the fungus. And you can actually see when you, when you hook up electrodes to the forest, that they communicate with each other. And they actually tricked the trees into thinking they were being attacked. And they told all the other trees in the area were being attacked also, <laughs> there's a grass that, when eaten, when it starts to be eaten, it screams, and it screams for another insect what? to come and help it. <laughs> so, what? Wait, oh, I've
0: heard about this. Wait, okay, so go into this more because okay, I hadn't thought about it from this from perspective. the from the
1: effervescence and, and uh, side. What it is 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 so you have a few blades of grass that start to be chomped on by these caterpillars, these these okay. bugs. And all of a sudden the plant will let out a pheromone signal to the other blades of glass grass saying, Oh my God, we're being eaten alive. Oh, and by the way, plants can hear themselves being chewed. Uh, so yeah, look it up. Google it. <laughs> plants can, the plants like hear themselves being eaten alive all the time. They're hearing you step on them. Uh, the vibration, they hear the vibrations really. And so that's hearing themselves being chewed. They can, they can feel their own vibrations. Uh, But they send out this pheromone, and what it attracts is first it lets all the other uh, grass leaves know, do the same thing. So then the whole field of grass, and this happens when you mow your grass, the same thing happens. If you ever wonder why birds all of a sudden, we always thought it's because the ground's exposed, and so now they're picking bugs out. It's not why they're doing it. Uh, It lets all the other grass know, release this pheromone, because it attracts a wasp. The pheromone attracts a wasp that, that comes and kills these caterpillars by, inj- by injecting them with their, with their eggs. All right? So it kills the caterpillars, stops them from eating the grass. All right? And it's this effervescence. Once a few blades of grass know they're attacked, they send out a fervor. And even, even blades on the other side of the field that aren't getting attacked release this pheromone uh, just because, hey, I, I, the other side of the field said do it. They started doing it. I want to do it too. And then, boom, the result, you have the wasp come.
0: Okay. Okay. See, this is great. So what you're saying is effectively, in terms of understanding this this uh, collective effervescence, I mean, with this example of the grass, you know, you're talking about a a natural, a instinctive biological process yes. and how it has this same cascading effect that a psychological a social uh interactive process has in when we're talking about people with this mandela fact right with people discussing this and bringing up these viewpoints and and this this begetting itself right leading to itself um it almost has it almost has a a a biological function flow to it because it's not like we're doing it consciously right we're not we're not doing this on purpose. We're putting this, this thought out there, um, this idea because it it it's a concept that we're dealing with. Right. right? No no no, I remember this completely differently. It, and and you make that argument, right? You're screaming, right? You're putting your verbal pheromones out there.
1: Right, yeah. It, like it, the screaming beta glass. It could be it could be uh trade probably, you know, who knows, traced all the way back to... to the beginning of mankind when it it's one of those how did we survive well if disaster's coming and you need people to come with you or you have a better idea about a way to grow a field or or you know you really go back to the, to the beginnings and say look I can build a better brick you know to build a house with or I can I can break my stone a better way to carve things with well how do you get everyone to do what you want you build it up you got to say it's the best stone tool out there and you got to get other people to say, yeah, Tim's, Tim stone is the best. Phil's stone. I don't know, like it. Phil's, Phil's the guy you're always going to hear me talk about whenever I ever say anything stupid. It'll be Phil. It'll be Phil saying it. I'll always say Phil.
0: Uh, oh, that's all the Phil stone. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'll hey. Be like, Man.
1: Hey, he's a character. Uh, so, you know, it could, it could stem from that. It, you know, how do you, how do you get people to run away from a disaster other than getting everyone to want to do it? You know, and I know there've been several points throughout history where humankind, has gotten down into you know a thousand people on earth. Well, if I want all those whole thousand people to, to kind of come together, I need to really create some effervescence to make them want to come together. Well, we're screwed. True. You know, true, and I true. did find histories of that uh, throughout everything. I found that you know we come together. We tend to that, that, to want to do stuff we don't need to do based on effervescence.
0: So points where there you could have tremendous population drops because of I don't know famine, plague, um, a million million uh, things, yeah. Dis- yeah right, natural disasters, whatever the case may be. Um, it- alien invasion, and yep. so so you're saying this is this is the the psychological process that actually kind of helps the system thrive.
1: Yeah, I would I would say case. without it, uh, there's no moving forward. Because uh, if you look at uh, effervescence through conspiracy theories, you see that they don't move forward unless a, a certain number of people have a fervor over it, all right? We have tons of conspiracy theories out there that no one's ever heard of. Why? Because no one no one has brought them to to foaming, frothy discussion, all right? But there's others well, maybe, that we throw out on the internet and they become huge.
0: Well, maybe the ones that don't stick are the ones that don't facilitate society. That's interesting. I haven't even looked into that, but it, obviously there's a whole discussion about how uh, and I come across it a lot, right? There's plenty of people arguing that conspiracy theories are very bad for the social consciousness and, and and society's function that they they break things down. There's other people that would argue that that these these theories are good because they keep keep you on your toes. They keep people thinking and advancing and and the society, yeah, doesn't doesn't stagnate oh. with with thought or acceptance of idea. But if you've got you got some plenty of ideas out there that didn't go anywhere yeah they don't
1: i'd be wary uh, of anyone that said conspiracy theories were useless because that's kind of falls along the lines of uh, there's no such thing as a stupid question uh every conspiracy theory is useful because you can use it in itself to to discredit an, an idea and knock it off the list okay this can't be true well there's one less thing i have to study and research about uh, it's yeah. also ways of going down rabbit holes that will lead you to answers you wouldn't have thought of originally. Um, I the, the, the bad thing with conspiracy theories is wanting to throw yourself all into one to prove it true. And, and you start to ignore facts. You, you are so stuck on that one way that you may have passed up the fact that you stumbled on the truth and you passed it right up because you're, you're looking far ahead. See, this throws
0: a kink in my plans because I had contemplated this. You know, I've come across plenty of these conspiracy theories that just never gained traction, and uh, you know, effectively just just identifying them as things that just did not capture our interest or fascination. Um, and I was going to do a whole like regular bonus show over on useless on, theories on on the the free show of theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Effect, effectively conspiracy theory trivia of things that. Uh, the not do it. I I might still do it. This anybody, I guess anybody are going to be I, listening to this. They get a, a a a hint at at the fact that I'll I might
1: put together. a bunch Study of here, but, your theories. Um, <laughs> study your theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's no. I wow, see this. I is love good. to play the the Kevin Bacon game with theories. The seven layers of any theory. Uh, because most theories, believe it or not, will will line up with other theories where you're like, oh, these two sciences kind of helped prove one another or disprove one another. Um. Collective effervescence to me was kind of proven to me in my own research uh, to show this guy wasn't just some crazy sociologist uh, because I, I looked at places like Gobekli Tempe. Uh, that's a thing that ancient alien people just love to, to throw out as alien. But when you look at it, it's more just a, uh, a showing that people came together. Uh, when you research Göbekli Tempe, you'll see that they've dug out about 10% of it, and there's huge, giant stone circles everywhere. And there's no one lived around it. There's no huts. That's it's they came together to to party there. Slowly turned into religious centers. Then someone did lidar and said, "Well, oh my gosh, this is actually the size of a city, about the size of Houston." Uh, and there's circles all under the ground. But once again, no one lived there. This was where they came together well, what in the world would cost people to build something this big and then purposely bury it uh, collect, You know, besides the actual cause, a disaster coming or something? What could convince people to do that effervescence? Somewhere in the line, someone, a priest, a group of people said, guys, let's build this. And those same people somehow convinced them, all right, thanks a lot, guys. Now bury it. So And, and they said yes. Yeah. And they said, sure, no problem, Phil. Let's bury it.
0: This this is good. Okay. See Oh man, I'm going to make you this is going to be a teaser, right? So that's a trailer because I'm going to make us not talk about uh Göbekli Tepe too much because um we're going to take off. We'll do a whole discussion Excellent. on Göbekli Tepe. Uh I've 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 formulated an entire theory of myself that I'm just I'm just dying to lay on you. So we'll do that like with the next discussion. I'll throw it on you. It's fun. I'll throw it on you.
1: I've actually been to Gobekli Tempe. Nice. So yes, I got to, I
0: I never got into Turkey. uh, I got to go there. I have been there. I've been there once. Did it, did it just look like a medieval graveyard to you, like they thought, you know, originally? No, right? I told
1: everyone when you walk down into it, and, and it's a lot bigger when you get there. Like you know, you see those T blocks that they show on TV, the ones that supposedly the aliens yeah. made using their mind yes, powers. Yes, yes. Uh, those things are huge. They're anywhere from seven to twelve feet tall, and, and uh, it's yeah, really, really, they're, they're huge. Big? I mean, some of the stones here they're not unmovable; they're very much movable by by man. Uh, even the biggest ones. It's very much movable by man. What's bizarre is there are, you know, animal carvings there that sure as hell don't look like any animal that's in Turkey. You know, there's stuff that looks like cranes and giraffes and horses, uh, lizards, certain reptiles that we know aren't in the Middle East. And you're just like, well, what the heck happened here? Uh um <laughs> And there's, you know, the people just don't know the dates of it either. So, you know, modern archaeology will say it's a lot younger, uh, about I think 9,000 BC is where they put it at. Uh, a lot of other people put it at. Yeah,
0: 9 uh, to 10, 9 to 10,000 BC.
1: Right. And a lot of other people will put it at. Um, it was actually created about 10 to 12,000 BC in the Younger Dryas period uh, or or right at the end of the Younger Dryas period is when it was made. Um Which does, you know, kind of imply. If we don't get into it too much for y'all for next time, it does imply that some people met up with whoever was living in Turkey at the time period uh, and taught them how to do this. They shared knowledge. In other words, they didn't. They they had more technology than the people in Turkey had. They weren't going to give it all to them, but they said, "But we can show you a little bit. We brought some stuff with us." So it was kind of a integration. Of technology, and I think Go, Gobekli Tepe was literally a place where either Atlanteans or Lemurians uh, ended up when they ran after the disaster.
0: Fascinating. Okay, okay, wait, wait. So I'm gonna have to, I have to bring us back um,
1: all the way back to the Mandel. Uh,
0: yes, Mandel effect, because you've been blowing, you've been blown my mind. Full circle, like Gobekli Tepe. Right, no, 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 because so, so you really have, I mean, blown my mind on this with with this this idea of this collective effervescence, not just because it's, it's how, I mean, it does very much explain how you have one idea. You know, it's hard to believe, it's hard to accept a lot of um, the birth of new conspiracy theories, right, but this, the, but the Mandela effect is very much is actually a very recent thing. Correct, yeah. Exactly, you know, and so... For that to happen and to to have to to narrow down and begin with one person and one sp- specific uh alternative memory, false memory um, confused memory, something right uh, alternate experience w- whatever it actually is to to go from that to I'm going to put this up on a web page, you know how many people do that with all sorts of crazy ideas and 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 even interesting i mean yeah there there's all sorts of stuff that goes on,
1: and yet this just exploded it did it, cuz well, she uh, asked people i think what was, was smart on her part was she asked people um besides the mandela besides Nelson Mandela what other things do y'all remember uh and and people started saying hey it was weird cuz people started saying i noticed i'm wrong really and other people went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not wrong. That's the right way. You know that the Looney Tunes is this way." Uh, and they're like, "No, I just looked it up. I was wrong." Uh, so there is a sense of, of of that effervescence of once someone says, "No, you're no, 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 you were right. Don't don't doubt yourself. You're never going to doubt yourself ever again. You know, you're now firm in your belief, and that'll spread." I think that's how UFO conspiracies uh, get going. No one wants to be called crazy from seeing something in the sky. So as soon as a group of people uh, agree with you. We see stuff too. Then you're you're even going to change your mind too. You could have your original thought, and if someone else agrees with you but says, "But I actually remember it just a little bit different than you." Well, you'd rather them still agree with you, so you're going to change your thought. You're going to go, "Okay, well, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe it was a blue shirt, and not red, like I said. Well, and originally it was a tan shirt. You're both wrong. Uh, but you'll agree with someone that that changes." Your thought as long as they agree with you. You'll now agree with them. See
0: this is okay, and then see that's great because what you've done with this explanation is that it explains the process of how this actually works. And it it actually takes out the need to which people get so caught up with, which is the the right, the true or false of of the issue itself. You know, whether you're talking the food pyramid, alien abductions uh, or the Mandela effect and, and these alternative rememberings of things. It it's not about which one is right. It's it's about this group coming together and and this idea resonating and spreading because of a social benefit to it through this this collective effervescence. Uh,
1: it's never negative either. It, you always it's, notice it's always positive stuff. It's never negative that's misremembered. Yeah
0: yeah absolutely. I mean, you know it, it that's why I mean for me, finding out the uh, the idea of the Mandela effect as a as a phenomenon that happened with a, a food pyramid, well there's so many so many other things people do it. they're They're not looking at something that is as mundane. I shouldn't say that. I you know, the Berenstein Bears, I mean the, the dispelling <laughs> of of some book characters is rather mundane, and yet that is something that is very fondly associated with childhood. Uh, the the food pyramid is, I guess, fondly remembered, but it's never something that's been uh, identified as a as a Mandela effect. Example. Oh, there will be
1: now because when you so, gave it, uh, it blew my mind. <laughs> that had me reevaluating well, I mean, my I'm, childhood.
0: I'm very happy with that. I it, yes, and, and again, Moxie Moxie mentioned that on her show. Again, everybody go listen to uh, your brain on facts. Uh, jump over to her patreon page to support her show because she is awesome and and her show very much she just lists out all these facts and she does add this now to the food pyramid to the list uh to the tome of mandela effect experiences so if if you start hearing that one use that example and two remember it started right here (laughs) we are groundbreaking and this will not be the only theory that comes out of until
1: they remember it differently
0: until they remember it differently, until they re- they're going to listen to us, because we never talked on the uh, on the podcast together before. There you go, right? So, but but yeah, um, no, this is good. Okay, okay, wonderful. I I think we have. I think the Mandela Effect is settled science and doesn't have to be discussed ever again. Sorry to all of the other shows oh, and books and websites sorry, out guys. there. Um, yeah, you'll just have to wrap it up, um, because it's been answered. <laughs> no, no, I think it's a fascinating topic. I think the phenomenon even having an explanation is is simply interesting enough that it's going to keep capturing that that public fascination, right? That that public psyche, the Zeitgeist. And and that's ultimately that's ultimately what we're looking at any of these things that that fall into that realm of what we call Zeitgeist of that public consciousness. This is this is almost a foundational aspect of what the zeitgeist is and entails, in fact that collective effervescence is how the zeitgeist gets settled uh so so it's it's fac i mean this this really is a a springboard for everything else that people are debating yeah in terms in in the the paranormal, the conspiratorial uh in anything that's unexplained and unsettled kind of stems from this idea that that we that we associate all of these different experiences for ourselves and that very process of just doing that of putting things in a filing cabinet in our brains uh helps us shape our own personal identities and when the collective comes together to make sure that we've got some cohesiveness to all of that to all of that collected memory uh obviously there's some personal identity that that falls out there right that falls victim to maybe some drastic reshaping and then you have the mandela
1: effect but don't don't uh don't let yourself think you're going crazy uh whenever you you know thinking you're losing a grip on reality and what's real and what not just sit back remember tell yourself han shot first and everything will be okay
0: everything will be okay cuz han shot first all right, Mike, I love that you came on the show. Thank you for having it. me. Thank you for asking. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, no, we're, we're doing this again. In fact, uh, you know, right now you're a very special guest. Pretty soon you'll just be a guest uh, who's not very special. Yeah, let's be that and, guy. Um, and, and pretty soon you won't even be a guest. You'll be expected to show up, I imagine, uh, because um, because this, is, uh, this has been fun. This has been fun. We're going to do this again. Excellent. Okay. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us. The episode, again in its entirety, can be found over at patreon.com slash conspiracytheorology. Supporters at all tiers get access to this Patreon-exclusive feed. As always, connect with me via email, contact at Join the Facebook discussion group. Find me on Twitter, at TheorologyPod. Or just continue to recommend the show to others. All the info can be found at the show website, conspiracytheoriology.com, including links to support the podcast on Patreon. Music, as always, is by Adam Henry Garcia. To hear more, visit adamhenrygarcia.bandcamp.com. So, I will see you again next time when we will tackle another theory and make sense of the public popularity. Until then, remember... Beyond the conspiracy and behind the belief lies the theoryology.